Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Good day, beautiful podcast family. What a privilege and honor to be with you in this part two with Jesse Elder. If you listen to part one, obviously you know that there is a ton of great, valuable content in this episode. In part two, we're going to dive deeper and we're going to talk about spiritual free will, uh, natural versus egoic desire. Um, the Buddhist monk story, when I asked him about non-attachment, uh, something I experienced in Nepal, we talk about being able to tell the difference between mind and spirit within oneself and, uh, going outside the material to more of an internal and why your birth is your worthiness. So there's so much awesome content in this episode. I know you're going to like it. If you enjoy it, take screenshots as you go along, share them on Instagram, tag myself at Matt Belair on Instagram, tag Jesse, share it around, really helps spread the vibe. If you like the show and you want to support, the easiest way to support is to uh, leave a review in iTunes. Um, You can also become a patron. Thank you so much to all my patrons. It really helps tremendously. If you go to patreon.com forward slash Matt Bel Air and even toss a buck in the bucket. It helps such a great deal, and I appreciate you very much. Um, what else? Yeah, shares are great. And the best thing that you can do is one act of kindness today. If you're listening to the podcast, hold the door open for somebody, say a kind word, listen to a friend, uh, go out of your way to do a, a kind act, uh, pay it forward, anything. That's the best way you can do. Uh, the best thing you can do to support the podcast is one kind act and even better do three kind acts is even better and do that for a week. And that's the kindness challenge. Make sure if you take it, you tag me in it and let me know how your experience was. And uh, I appreciate you for doing that. For those of you guys who are serious about diving deeper, if you want to learn how to uncover a heart centered vision and live a life that is more meaningful and inspirational to you, you can hit me up at mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. And I can basically help you from no matter where you are in the process. If you have no idea what you would do, if you could do anything and yet and yet don't have any clue what an inspired life looks like to you, um, there's tools and processes for that. And there's tools and processes for the entire journey to the point where you get up and live a life where you don't need a vacation from. That is the goal and that is how I can help. Um, If you are already a successful entrepreneur and you want to learn about peak performance and things like that and also moving towards more meaning and value and contribution, then I can help with that too. It's basically the full gauntlet of spirituality, consciousness, and peak performance, basically creating a life that we are inspired to live that we don't need a vacation from. And if that sounds good to you, you can hit me up at mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. And I'm also doing more hypnotic heart journey activations, which is a big part of that process. It's using the heart's intelligence to figure out the direction of a life. It's not about knowing your life purpose as like a finite place. It's more of a direction that you create through feeling and excitement and passion. So if that sounds good to you, uh, hit up mattbelair.com forward slash coaching and uh, make sure when you're over there, sign up for the email list. I also want to thank my new podcast 
sponsor and partner, the Himalaya Podcast app. They're basically designed for the podcast users' experience. So there's a community of podcast lovers. There's every podcast you could think about. It's free. It's easy to use. There's tons of features. Uh, allows you to do playlists, give you suggested podcasts and all kinds of awesome stuff and interact with a great podcast community. So go over to Himalaya in the iTunes app store and check out H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A and make sure to give the Mastermind Body and Spirit Show a follow when you're there. So that's it. Um, I got to go out and do some stuff. I hope that you're having a tremendous day. So before we get into this amazing part two with Jesse Elder, let's just come to a state of peace and coherence. So wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Taking a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath. And just let it out slowly with all the cares, all the worries, all the internal criticisms and just feeling totally peaceful, totally present, totally focused and empowered and ready to get into this incredible part two with Jesse Elder. Whereas I know I can do it. I know it's going to happen. I don't need to know how. I just trust and I'm not in any hurry because right now is actually perfect because I'm feeling perfect with where I'm at. Boom. It's, uh, it's very simple. Man, you touched on so many awesome points that I just kind of want to um, briefly go over because I think they're super important. The one thing when you talked about, um, you know, being still and doing nothing, it reminds me of a few things, but one is like Eckhart Tolle, um, who wrote The Power of Now, just had his awakening and then sat in a park bench for two years and like didn't do anything. Like it didn't try. We have this natural expansion. You talk about natural law or the acorn or a duck or a beaver or a moose or like a bear and why things attack things, you know, all these different things. They're, they're just working in harmony with what they naturally are. And we have the separation. Um, it's a good separation of our minds and our consciousness. And I definitely believe in free will in spirituality as well. The Native American um, mentor I have says, says the same thing. You have spiritual free will. And he's like, a lot of you guys get so stuck because you're not doing anything. I always ask him the best way to do anything. And this guy, uh, one of the ways I knew he was legit, he had nunchucks at his house. He looks like Bruce Lee with nunchucks. He has an iron ball on a 30-foot rope and looks like a Shaolin master and poi of lead. He will F you up and like any kind of what, like with a staff. I was like, oh my God. And I'm like, well, what's the best way to do this? He's just like swinging around. <laughs> you know, He's just like, no coaching, just get into it. But to connect to that natural source, you need to understand people like, they're like, I don't know how to tell the intuition part with, you know, the logical mind part. And it's because they haven't learned to me anyways, how to quiet their mind. They don't know how to distinguish those two voices. One fear-based logic tied to the material world. And you talked about materialism and in the game, there's two types. There's one where you're trying to acquire the stuff, which you need, you know, you need the roof over your head kind of, right? To, and you need food to survive. But there's also the internal stuff where Alan Watts will talk about the absurdity of, of personal development and self-help. He's like, who is Im improving who? Like, it's just absurd. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Um, so once you can kind of distinguish those voices, right? Figure out the real you beyond fear. This is yeah. who I am. This is how yeah. I want to expand beyond materialism and yes. worry that if it doesn't work out, I'm just going to die and evaporate in this illusion. You got to get past that. That's the real voice. That's the real you. And if you can learn to quiet your mind, you can connect with that. Then you add those elements that you talked about with like the dedication, the balance, the practice, because 
that's your mystery going in pure blackness. It's like we are in the middle of the video game and everything around us is pure black. You can't see anything, but you make a choice in a direction that's meaningful to you. Yes. And you do that. It, nobody really has any idea what is actually going on. We're all right. experiencing it through our own consciousness. So when you make that choice in your version, in your, um, it's your leap of faith, it's your trying, yes. get yes. feedback, and now you're opening up yes. a light in a direction that's yes. meaningful to you. Yes, 100%, which is every bit as real as the, as the shit that we can see and touch and feel. It just hasn't pixelated yet. It hasn't rendered because it's not, it's not relevant. You know, if you're playing VR, this is where I, I do think the simulation um, theory concept is useful um, because, you know, if you're playing VR, the whole game exists on the machine or in the cloud, but you don't need more than you can see. But then you st- the moment, that's why, you know, Oculus and, and, um, and Vive have done so well is because Oculus especially was the first VR that had predictive rendering. It could, it could start, the machine could start to feel the gyroscope and would render faster. So you didn't get the lag. That's why people got sick in early versions of VR. They'd turn and then the scene would shift and your brain's like, uh, no. Oculus had predictive rendering. And so when I, when I was studying that and, and, and understanding it, I thought, well, that, that makes sense. Like I like that as a metaphor. I don't personally, I don't believe that it's a literal thing that's happening. Um, I don't find that useful to believe. But I do understand or it makes sense that there's this predictive rendering. And I love what you said about all you can see is right here. The rest of it is, is literally the void, except the void is completely pregnant with every possibility that our minds can imagine. And that's the, that's the beauty of creativity and fun and play. And, uh, and I also love what you said about the distinction um, between the external need for the thing and the internal experience of the thing. When people say, I just want a lover, actually what you want is love. Yes, I mean, it's amazing to get, get in there and get that physical connection and, and then you have the chemistry and all of that stuff. I mean, that's no substitute. <laughs> However, having the need for that to feel what you really want to feel, which is the essence of the relationship, we're always getting the essence of whatever, whatever vibration we're at. So the wealth has its own essence, its vibrational essence. So the way to become wealthy is not to go chase a bunch of money. The way to become wealthy is to feel uh, for and to find and allow and receive the frequency of wealth, the feeling of wealth, which is really the feeling of receiving, the feeling of plenty, the feeling of, of, of corny term, but abundance, you know, feeling lush and, and flush and overflowing with so much more opportunity and resources than you can ever need. And I, I, I have a feeling you've probably experienced this too, but you can feel that hitchhiking down the side of a highway. You, you can feel that sleeping out under the stars on the ground. And you can, ref, you can refuse to feel it staying at a five-star hotel surrounded by physical luxury. So wealth is an inside job. Love is an inside job. Creativity is an inside job. And we allow ourselves to, to make those frequencies our priority. The external reality has to bring us things to, uh, to match. That's awesome, man. I was just taking notes because I think that's a really important sentence. That they're, they're all inside jobs. And you know, I've traveled over 30 countries and I've seen 
the poorest people and I've seen, you know, some of the richest people and the psychology or mindset to an individual has nothing to do with their external circumstances. Like, you know, you can adapt or change. And so if we can get to a place where we are content with where we are, with who we are and with like what I think a big one that I see is like with what we know, you know, like, especially in this spirituality consciousness pursuit, right? I, for me, with the getting better than, I remember reading all the self-help books and it's just like, when I read these 20 books, then I'll be good enough inside and I'll know something. When I do this course, then I'll know. And it's great to want a natural expansion. Just can we do that with a non-attachment being complete from where we are? And so when I'm coaching or teaching, you know, in uh, martial arts in, and like, or a high performing athlete, let's say Ovechkin, who recently won a Stanley Cup, you know, it took him like, I don't know, like 15 years of his NHL career to get to the pinnacle. Now, if he did his whole thing, just to get to that one moment, that was only like, you know, that moment of winning the cup that night, and maybe like a month later, but then he's got to go back to his regular life. So if you can make each moment of life experience with the end goal in mind, fully complete in the process, because 99% of that is waking up, eating breakfast, going to the gym, practicing over and over and over. And that's where we got to make the mastery. Yes. Dude, that's words, mere mouth <laughs> words. <laughs> we just look at each other and just like click and, and cluck and we're like, okay. we'll be like, I got you. Yes. <laughs> Essentially what we're doing. <laughs> Basically like a, like a, a good linguistically induced acid trip, pure natural. <laughs> so, so this, uh, one thing that, that I just heard you say is about the, you know, you, you just, you know, you see it, you know, that it's done. It's just not here yet. So you just keep doing what you're doing, but it's, it's a, it's a huge difference. Like this is a whole, a whole, um, uh, I believe an incomplete premise in, in many dog, dogmas, doctrines, disciplines, theologies, uh, this, this weird notion, uh, that desire is somehow bad. Desire, this is physically written in so many weird places. Desire is the root of suffering what the actual fuck desire is the root of suffering okay i went to i was at a, a festival one time little little festival um symbiosis and there was a there was a guy who was giving this little preach session and he was on his cushion and he had cool looking clothing so he's obviously spiritual and uh and we were, I was walking by with a buddy of mine and this guy's given his, his whole speech and people are sitting down. They're just like into it because passion is, is magnetic and it doesn't even matter what the person's talking about. If they're loud and, and charismatic, people are like, Oh, what's going on? Cause they're, they want that. They want to feel good. And this person obviously feels good. So people actually suppress their rational thinking and their critical thinking and stop running things through the, is this useful filter? And they're just like, huh? So I was observing this happening. I was just fascinated because I'm watching everybody in the crowd like, wow. And this guy's like in a zone and he's preaching and he's talking about how desire is the source of suffering. And I'm just like, oh God, yeah, no, that's not for me. So I elbow my buddy and like, hey, let's go. And uh, he's like, no, no, I want to I hear it. So we're kind of like watching. And finally, the, the guy who's given this preach thing, he's like, are there any questions? And my friend raises his hand. And the guy says, yes, yes, what is, what is your question? And my friend says, 
Yeah, um, uh, I, I want to know what he thinks. <laughs> like, you motherfucker. <laughs> 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 I was like, uh, and so the guy looks at me, he's like, no, yes, yes, what do, you, what do you think? And I'm like, you know what? I, I totally believe um, that you believe you're right. And so I just left it at that. And he's like, well, do, do you, do you agree? Do you, do you see the, the, do you see how this works? I said, well, uh, I'm sure it works for you. Uh, you know, obviously you, you know, you're, you're doing what you want to do. Uh, you're, you're living in your alignment. And so, you know, I, it's not for me to say that this is wrong. Um, I don't subscribe to it. I've not found it a useful philosophy. Um, I happen to believe that desire, when when felt fully, and when experienced without resistance, I believe, based on my experience and my perception, I believe that desire is life itself being made present in the body and mind and heart and balls and ovaries and physical cells of a human being, and that without desire, we actually don't exist, my perspective. And as I'm saying this, he's like, and all of a sudden it was like, like spiritual showdown in the OK Symbiosis Corral. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, I don't like, I'm not here to be right, but I'm never going to agree with something that I don't believe in. And I've realized that silence is easily misinterpreted as agreement. And so I'm just kind of sitting there and the, and the people that are sitting down are like, it's like watching mom and dad argue, you know, like, uh, uh, who's going to let me stay up late? Uh. <laughs> and so he says, and he got, he got a little bit passionate and he said, but don't you see how desire is the source of suffering? If people just relinquish their desire, then they'll experience bliss. Then they'll experience peace. And I said, I don't see that. I just don't see that. I, I see that if you want something that you don't think you can have, that's painful. But wanting something that you know is coming, is there any better feeling on the planet than that gap of anticipation where it's like, oh man, it's coming. I can feel it. Sometimes that's even better than the actual experience, except then you have the actual experience and you're already pre-paving, you're already pre-rendering what's the next thing. And that's the way that I've chosen a ride and it never ends. So that's, I, and I kept saying, that's my experience. That's my experience. That's my experience. And he got into it, man. And he said, desire is the source of suffering. And finally, I'm like, okay, motherfucker. Uh, let me ask you a question. You've obviously put a lot of training into this and a lot of dedication, a lot of devotion. And he's like, yes. And I said, it's clearly, this is important to you because you'd be, you believe that this is good for people? He's like, yes. And I said, so let me ask you a question. From, from zero to 10, how important is it to you that people really understand and, and embody this belief that, that desire is the source of suffering? How important is that to you? Zero to 10. And he looks at me and he says, 10. Well, nine. Because there's always room for growth. And I said, okay, then it seems to me 
that your desire for people to relinquish their desires is in fact a very strong desire in itself. And he just went. I elbowed my buddy, I said, we need to get out of here. So I, I bowed, I said, thank you for the dialogue, and I left. The reason that stories and that experience stands out for me is because I used to believe the same thing. I used to believe that, oh, I want this thing and I can't have it. Therefore, let me contract myself back to simplicity, and this is all I need. And I, and I grew up in a household that was very socially conscious. And so we didn't have air conditioning in South Texas. Why? Because there's people elsewhere in the world that don't have air conditioning. And if they don't have it, why should we? It taught me a lot. It taught me to, to be cool. Well, not be cool. But it, taught, it taught me to be good with where I'm at. It taught me to appreciate what I have. But it was all it took me years to, to unpack the, the concept that not only is desire okay, not only is it healthy, it's mandatory for the expansion of life itself. That's an amazing story, man. <clears throat> and I'm super glad you brought up that distinction because I feel the same way. Um, when I was in uh, Nepal studying with the monks because you know I wanted to be enlightened and I figured Tibetan monks were enlightened, so that's where I'm going to show up. And um, so I was having as one does. Right. Yeah, of course. And so um, I'd have these conversations with them. And one of the questions I asked was that question. I said, hey, you know, in your teachings, it says desire is the root of all suffering. What's the deal with that? It's like, I, um, I wrote a book um, and I was writing Zen Athlete at the time. I said, my hope is that, the, that this gets um, and influences kids in a positive way so they can learn some of these concepts about their mind and their body and these philosophies. He goes, that's not desire. I was like, what do you mean? He's just like, that's not for you. He's just like, you're trying to do this for others. And he went on to share the distinction of a desire. And I think like what I would break it down to is an egoic desire. Like I desire a Ferrari so then I can feel cool and then all of these other things. You can still desire it. That's not a problem. Um, and you can want, I love cars and I still, I would love to drive the shit out of a Ferrari. Um, but it's not going to bring you the happiness. But there's, a, there's like a natural desire, a natural expansion. Some people are natural artists, natural athletes, natural entrepreneurs, natural explorers. They desire to expand. You know, the tree has a desire to expand naturally. It's like, I'm a tree, boom, look at that. It's taking me a while. And so what well, we can connect to the natural desire, and I would add, I'm not sure what you're um, thought is on it, but with a non-attachment. So it's like, you know what? I want to be the best snowboarder I can be. This is my goal and I'm going to work my ass off towards it and I'm going to enjoy it because this is something that I want to be and it's who I feel like I am and I'm going to work my butt off and enjoy the process with a state of fulfillment where you are now. Because you get a kid into like gymnastics or being an NHL hockey player or being whatever they are in the world. It's like you're eight right now. Just go ride your bike. We are going to practice the thing, but you got to go over. You got to come home for dinner too. And you got to do all these life things. So if the whole time in their mind that desire is when they get there, then they're going to create suffering. I think that that's what it means. But what happens is a lot of the time we take the teaching, I think, without a complete view. And then the, what that does is it, it's a self-imposed limitation. 
And what you're offering is like, no, 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 no. That is a beautiful thing that we need to express. And, and so what I would just offer is like getting people to the point where I, th- I, I call it just like that natural desire where no matter what the roadblock is, you're going. It doesn't, you know, it's so meaningful. It just doesn't matter what the roadblock is. And if you can do that from the state of like contentment and fulfillment, it's like, I'm going to solve this much yes. too. You know? yes. It's like another yes. level. Then you're, then you're in it. Exactly. And magic happens. Matt, you just put it perfect. I think you just put it perfectly. It's another level. And we're playing the game, except we've already won the game. You know, your, your birth was your, was your tuition paid in full to this thing. There's, there's no more worthiness. You're fucking worthy. Like you're here, you, you won. So now it's just about collecting coins and XP and, and leveling up your avatar because you can, not because you have to big difference but what, what you're what i hear you say on that is that it is another level and yet you're you're not doubting your existence or pinning your worthiness on the achievement of, of the level and often not oftentimes every time there's a roadblock the roadblock is only real it's only it's only it only stops us in proportion to our lack of skill and creativity that's it so the purpose of the roadblock is to stimulate creativity and to stimulate growth, stimulate skill. And so the, even the metaphors that we use about, oh, I have, to, I have to climb to the top of the mountain of success. Wrong metaphor. It is in defiance of natural law. In fact, there is a mountain. I say in fact like it's true. I've just found it more useful, infinitely so. There is a mountain. But we're at the top of it. And everything we want is at the bottom. The hot tub, the hot toddies, the hot people (laughs) are all at the bottom of the slopes. And we're up top and we're strapped into a snowboard and we're like, whoa, yes, I know what I want, but I don't want that now because there's so much epic shit to do on the way. Ah, and all I have to do is just come off the shelf a little bit. And now, and I'm enjoying the, the, the gravity and I'm enjoying the sound of the snow crunching under the board. And I'm enjoying the feeling of the breeze in my face. And I'm enjoying noticing that there are trees that I don't need to give my attention to. I don't, I don't need to stop. And, and rally all my friends to do a protest to get rid of the trees. Because the trees are, if I hit the trees, they're going to stop me. And then I don't get what I want. Down with the trees. No. There's an awareness. Yeah, there's a tree. And now that I'm slightly aware that the tree's over there, all my focus is on this beautiful path in front of me that I'm carving. The purpose of the tree is to give me a little bit of contrast to know where not to go. I don't sit there and stop and curse the tree for existing. I don't run into it as hard as I can to show it that, that I'm here. The tree would be like, what's up, bro? Wipe yourself off of me. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, it's just this beautiful ride with the awareness of the contrast, the trees, and an awareness that this ride is leading to another experience called hot tub, hot toddies, hot, well, in my case, hot women, but you know, to each their own. 
if that's where we're going and we're insanely just in love and present to the process, why would I want that snowboard ride to be over faster so that I could get to the hot tub? Because then I get to the hot tub and I was like, ah, oh, where's the flight home? I just, I mean, we have the ability to, to engage this, this hyper presence and infuse this moment with a, a balanced concoction of, of consciousness, equal parts, active appreciation with what is, reflection on the progress that's been made, which then reinforces that appreciation with an eager, creative anticipation of what's coming next. In my life, this is the Trinity. This is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Very gender specific there. <laughs> this is it, man. This is the trifecta. Noticing the progress that's been made, being insanely actively appreciative, which is far, in my experience, far more powerful than mere gratitude. And then an eager anticipation of what's coming next through imagination, through observation, seeing something go, wow, that's cool. You know what? I wonder if I'd like to experience that. There's this eager anticipation or being in meditating. Boom, an idea pops in. Whoa, that would be crazy. All right, I'm just going to keep that circling. There's another form of eager anticipation. And, in, and then everything just unfolds. When, when that energy blooms and that energy blossoms, those ideas start to come with batteries included. And it would be more painful not to take action than it would be to, to sit still. And at that moment, you've catalyzed. At that moment, your, your desires have combusted and they've reached a critical mass. They've reached a tipping point. Well, all of a sudden, shit, now you're in motion. You find yourself studying, training, doing, speaking, engaging, podcasting, selling, marketing, shamelessly, because you're not trying to prove anything. You're simply being fully, authentically, powerfully who and what you are. And that creates a, a sort of cavitation behind you, a sort of whirlpool effect where other people who are interested in that thing come in behind you. It's leadership as a byproduct, not as, a, as an outcome. Yeah, man. You put that extremely wonderfully with a ton of brilliant insights that are practical and I agree with all of them. Um, the only thing that I want to add on to because you, you put it so well is um, like the roadblocks. You know, I, I love what you said. It stimulates creativity. And what was the other thing you said? And, and skills. And skills. And, and so skills. the one that I was going to add is it tests your resolve, you know, to get good at anything. It's just like, okay, you know, do that high kick that you have, Matt. Go ahead, do that first try. Like, not happening, bud. You know what I mean? Is you, but if you're like, I want to see what I – go ahead. Because of physical matter, because we do live in a, in a time, uh, a linear time illusion. Thankfully, it, it slows things down, and it gives us time to observe and absorb and all that. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you 100%. It does test your result. Um, words are weird to play with, and they're sometimes fun to just obliterate and put back together like some – you know, raggedy doll, um, but resolve, I mean, is to resolve, is to solve again, is to, is to choose again, is to, is to make a choice about what you actually want. And the stronger the desire, the, the less the need for discipline and perseverance. If, some, if, some, if we really want something and we know that it's an inevitable result of doing the thing, then we don't do the thing to get the result. We do the thing because we enjoy doing the thing. 
my fingers are, are sore. My index finger, my, my, uh, my middle finger, and my thumb are sore from playing guitar. Because three weeks ago, I realized, oh, shit, I need to learn electric guitar. Not how to play guitar, but how to play one song. I just want to learn to play one song. And so I bought a guitar, and I've been putting in like two, three hours a day, 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there, 20 minutes there, just playing, 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 playing. And I predictably am sucking less and less and less and less every single day. It still sounds like a cat being sexually molested, but more and more like the song that I can hear in my head and that I can see on, on YouTube and I can hear somebody else playing. But I'm not in a hurry to get there. I'm having so much fun with the thing because learning in, in its most pure state, learning doesn't carry self-judgment. Learning doesn't carry shame. Learning itself is inherently pleasurable. It's simply feedback and the observation of, of the known versus the unknown and, and bringing those closer together. So the, the, the roadblocks and the resolve, I, I agree 100%. Roadblocks do give us a measure of our resolve. And resolve, in my experience, resolve is making the choice over and over again to just want the same thing. To allow maybe that maybe it's our, our ourselves some future self that is existing simultaneously elsewhere outside of our linear perspective that's already experienced that who's living that right now who's making the money has the relationship has the body has the book has the whatever and is thinking back to or over to us and it's sort of like that version is remembering when it was a desire. And now here, here we are, and all of a sudden we're like, oh, I have this idea. Well, did we? Did we get the idea? Like, did we just have this idea as an imagination? Or did we catch a memory of our future self? Who knows? Maybe it's the same thing. Piercing time outside of this very narrow, limited, linear focus. So is it a resolve that I have to do this? I want to do this? Yes, it is. And... It is a remembering, it is a, a reconstituting, a catching of perhaps a memory of our future self who's going, man, I remember when I really wanted that. And maybe that version of us is a little more savvy and realizes that it can communicate with us. So is going to meditation and journaling and thinking back to three months ago when the fear was there and piercing time and going, look, dude, don't have to be scared. You just got to be you. It's okay. And now here we are fretting and stressing and we're like, you know what? Everything's going to be okay. Basically, like interstellar for personal development. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, yeah, man, I agree with all that. And, and where I was going to lead to with the, um, with the resolve piece is like the way that I imagine it is like, let's say you've got this like brick wall and that's your, you know, thing that you got to overcome to get good at guitar or whatever the case is. Um, I think that also is how we connect to like that higher intelligence and also spirituality type of thing, because the universe and if you've stepped outside yourself, so I'm sure you've had this experience, whatever that state of conscious awareness is, is so far beyond language and understanding it's ridiculous. And that's the thing you're connecting to. So it's like, you know that that pulses within you. So it's literally just a problem solve. You know, it doesn't mean in each block, quote unquote, will just be like a new thing that you get yeah. to solve. And like, yes. then you'll learn like and invent a new tool. You know, all of a sudden you yeah. invented a hammer because before you didn't need one and you're like, well, what the heck in the universe? And you connect with this higher spirit, you, you are con what you're capable of and you, the whole universe. And it's like, yo, 
what about that? And you build this little tool all of a sudden, and now you, you chisel down that wall. And then the next one, it's just like, you're looking at it, you give yourself some time, you enjoy this level, you do a little dance and you're like, Oh, now you've invented like a little, like rocket yeah. shoes. You're like, Ooh, rocket shoes. Yes. And totally. so it just becomes more ridiculous, you know, and you just keep connecting with that thing. Yes. And you're sourcing, dude, I love it. You're, and you're sourcing those ideas from the ether, from the infinite intelligence. And it's like swirling around you, just waiting to land. And if you just let it, it will. And then you get the idea. This is how you get a Michelangelo, a Da Vinci. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still not sure about Elon, but uh, his, the way his PR is, that version, public Elon, that's what you get. You know, you, you get this, this savant who just is like sourcing information not because they're smarter, but because they have less resistance to the flow. And so watching somebody who's a, an amazing stand-up comic, who's, who's just flowing and is not operating off of a script or a, or a set list, they're just riffing, doing this improv, and watching a jazz musician improvise within the confines of their instrument, and watching a scientist come at and receive these ideas like Tesla, just downloading and getting these ideas and then bringing them into the real world, um, the, the real Tesla, Nikola. Um, that's the same energy. I, I love the way you describe it, man. It's, it's our desire, sometimes born of pain and desperation, sometimes of inspiration, and we get to choose, that stimulates the attraction of resources mentally, emotionally, physically, and then everybody benefits. Because you and you, let's say you go and invent those rocket shoes to solve your problem, Maybe your problem was that you can't get to the, to the cliff that you want to be on so that you can cliff dive. So you invent rocket shoes to get to the top. Or maybe your problem is, I want a Ferrari. I require a Ferrari. At this stage in my evolution, I require a Ferrari. I see, personally, I see that as no less spiritual than somebody going into the desert for 40 days or doing a 10-day Vipassana. You are where you are. And if you require a Ferrari, to satisfy the curiosity of your higher selves, fucking go for it. And there's, there's not better or worse. It's all spiritual. So then you're like, okay, I need the money for the Ferrari. You know what? I'm going to invent something that people want. What do people want? Oh, I noticed people, people seem to want to fly with their shoes and they can't because there are no flying shoes. I'm going to invent some flying shoes. And then you invent some fucking rocket shoes and then you market it and you sell it and then you get the money for your Ferrari. So whether it's, born of desperation because you can't get to the cliff or inspiration because you want to create something the universe doesn't care the universe is like y'all go first chicken and eggs do it do whichever you want we're just happy to see the expansion i 100 percent agree that was so well put and hilarious at the exact same time my friend well dude this has been a, a privilege and a fun time and an honor um i we've been a little bit over an hour you you can feel free to go as long as you wish. This is, you know, just being respectful of the time. But is there anything that you wish that I had asked or that you want to talk about before we shut it down? No. <laughs> no. Uh, I just, I, I'm very appreciative of the uh, of space and the energy. And you are very good at uh, both holding a container, guiding it, participating, co-creating. And, uh, and I'm, I'm sure that this is something that people will want to go back and hear uh, maybe, maybe over and over a couple of different times. Awesome, man. Well, yeah, I appreciate the kind words and for coming on. Where can people find uh, you and your work and, and more about what you're doing? I will be at the top of the mountain on a snowboard. Got there uh, by rocket the, shoes. Or, or at the bottom, you know, in the hot tub. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely a, uh, a practitioner of holistic hedonism. You know, if it feels good and it's good for you and good for others, then 
sign me up. Uh, practically, uh, a lot is happening on Facebook right now. Just Jesse Elder on Facebook. Um, you can also go to jessieelder.com and get on an email list. We send out, we, we, we actually don't send a lot of emails, but when we do, it's always for a course or a video or something cool. Uh, Instagram is Jesse Elder Live. And at the time of this recording, there is actually a podcast in the works. We are recording our, uh, I'm recording the first episodes now. So by the time people hear this, and I know people will be listening to this for years to come, uh, just, just search my name under, uh, under podcast and you'll see some good stuff there as well. Awesome. I didn't know that. Right on, man. Podcast world. Need good conversations. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you. Um, Thanks for what you're doing. And uh, thanks for coming on the show. It's a pleasure and an honor. Thank you. Awesome. See everybody. Peace. All right, guys. I hope that you enjoyed that episode. If you liked it, please take screenshots. Tag me on Instagram at Matt Belair. Let me know what you liked. If you have any questions, make sure you tag Jesse too. Um, shares really help. I want to thank everybody who's left a review in iTunes. All my supporters on Patreon. That helps so much. If you want to support there, you can just go to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair. It helps tremendously. For those of you guys who are serious about diving deeper and want to learn more about consciousness, living a life you do not need a vacation from, overcoming limiting beliefs, designing that future, even if you have no idea where you would start, uh, hit me up at mattbelair.com forward slash coaching, and I will happily walk you through these powerful processes that I've learned from experts, my own experience, and hundreds or maybe even thousands now of clients over the last... Uh, you know, bunch of years. Holy crap, I'm getting old. Um, So yeah, so if you're interested in that, go over there, make sure you sign up for the email list. And it's been a privilege and an honor to be with you again. Have an incredible day. So before we close it out, just come to a state of peace and coherence by your own intention and breath. So wherever you are, taking a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just let it out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day, feeling totally empowered, peaceful, present, and ready to take on the world. Have an incredible day. I'll see you in the next episode.